selling dope on the back of track. If you got some chronic right now, smoke you a sack. Don't be break a bitch. Make her make your money, make it cheap. If you got it, well, smoke a sack for me. If you get the whole selling dope on the back of track. If you got some chronic right now, smoke you a sack. Don't be break a bitch. Make her make your money, make it cheap. If you got it, well, smoke a sack for me. What's going on, everybody? George Stamp here. Episode 53. Um, thank you again for joining us. We have a pretty free-flowing episode today. Considering last week's episode was just released just yesterday, um, and that topics might not be really too uh, in abundance with that, um, I figured, you know, I still get one out to you in a timely manner and do my best to stuff it with some good quality for you and things to discuss. Um, Now, there has been some uh, developments from, uh, I I wouldn't even say from last week's podcast, because I don't think we even really discussed it. Um, But as you guys know, anyone who's been paying any political attention, so let me have the news drop for our news break brief, uh, election news, uh, Senator Nina Turner who was challenging for a congressional position for the state of Ohio, 11th District, sorry, um, where she lost to challenger Chantel Brown, the pretty much Democratic establishment uh, figure of really no surprise getting the endorsements of pretty much all of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, James Clyburn, um, and yeah, and I guess the PD too, I guess I saw a lot of pictures with her with the police department and uh yeah so she's the feds anyway um really to no surprise of anyone uh she won but uh i guess it was a surprise to some of the progressives who were supporting her um i was on the fence even just getting even voicing any type of support on this just due to the fact that um Nina Turner was running in an election as a Democrat, fresh off the disappointment that a lot of us already have with the party. And I think she she knew this uh, to somewhat of a point that this was already going to rub some people even the wrong way. I think she even, you know, she does acknowledge that in a few interviews. Um, but uh, I'm sure now she's probably hurting. Um... So I don't even want to, like, hop on the grave or anything like that. This isn't going to be one of those, you know, it's not going to be any of those. Like, I'm not going to, you know, celebrate the the end of the campaign because I understand that there's a lot of time and effort uh, that goes into it. So I hope she, you know, takes some time to gather her wits, refresh, and uh, and come up with, you know, some better planning and ideas just on how to, you know, move the progressive movement forward. Um, I am a little bit more disappointed in just the surprise that people, I guess the the fact that people were just so surprised with this result. It was like, oh my God, can, can you believe it? The, the corporate establishment uh, kneecapped a progressive challenger. Who would have thought? What? Really? Who would have thought this is a surprise to you? Like, we're not even a year removed 
from the whole fucking, well, a little bit over a year, where, like, South Carolina and Super Tuesday, tragic events took place, and you're still, you're still confused as to, you know, how progressives can't seem to slide their way in, and then another side thing just to note, because I know there's a lot of establishment figures that are celebrating and kind of jumping on the fact that, oh, see, this is why progressivism, progressivism doesn't work, and, and black folks are actually really practical, fucking sellout-ass Reverend Al Sharpton, uh, basically talking, using the uh, institutionalist view and the black bourgeoisie talking point that, you know, his assets and his interests are safe, so we really shouldn't be pushing for that much. If you notice, he'll only really come around when somebody gets shot. Other than that, he doesn't give a fuck about any of the economic situations that face the people. He's really hell-bent on the blue team, red team aspect of, you know, anything that comes out of the news. So if he can spin it in a good way for, for the blue team, then he's down for it. You know, he's a straight-up dog for the blue team. Um, so, yeah, so fuck, yeah, fuck all the old fucking just hall-monitoring, boot-licking scumbags uh, who, like, truly thought this was, uh, like, this victory seals really what up? I don't know, just maybe a, a good uh, personal victory for you guys, if you guys still suck in life. And Yvette Nicole Brown still needs a man. <laughs> you're you're still single as shit and still out here doing active shit because you have no one to validate you in life. And yes, I, I still call her out directly, personally. There's a few people on, on Twitter that I, I just have a direct personal gripe with. She's one of them. Jason Johnson's another. Um, but that's for another time. But uh, guys... Really? Surprised that the Democratic establishment would kneecap you? And I guess it would lead to my next point is to really how how do we start building in a way to actually get some notable changes done? And I'm, me personally, I do believe that the philosophy of the Black Panther Party is the most sustainable one that we could actually uh, fulfill. And that's basically dealing within your own resources, coming together and uh, collaborating with others in the community to essentially help out you guys. Um, I guess you can use it as, a, you could, I guess, say as a co-op. Um, type of type of way of going about it so really until we start relying on each other using each other's resources to help build each other up is where i believe we can actually start growing from the other thing i would say is that the left needs to learn to be a little bit more tougher um we are extremely extremely happy to fall on some type of crutch or some type of explanation as to why things can't happen and actually create a culture from that losing mentality, right? And from that, we just are, 
we're, we're just okay with not getting shit. Um, and we have to embrace the anger that's on this side of the, the aisle. Basically, the, the anger that's out there in the country. That's truly how you'll reach across those certain ideology uh, lines, I guess. Because other people, I mean, the thing is that you don't have to be left-wing to be completely enraged in the moment right now of all of what's going on right now. You know, the fact that they're trying to already politicize just the vaccines where, you know, if, if you're vaccinated, you're likely a Democrat and it's the liberal idea to get by. You know, like like that in its own is just in a way that even the media themselves will kind of carve out their own messaging and 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 an agenda really to kind of push out there. So we have to really hearken and 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 grasp with the fact that people out there are disenfranchised, they're completely unhappy and that we have a message that speaks to them. A lot of times we see a lot of people, especially with the online left, a lot of guys into theories and shit like that. That's really all it is, is just, you know, it's just a book club meeting for a lot of these people. And Jimmy Dore talks about it a lot, where if, if some of these people were to actually go out in the street and talk to a working class individual, they'd, they'd probably get punched in the face. And he's so right. is because... These people only really think of leftism as an exercise rather than it being their life. Um, shout out to uh, Nick with uh, at least the progressive martial artist with Fred Hampton leftist. Um, <clears throat> he said it perfectly. You know, it's like I didn't, you know, I didn't get my leftism from reading a book. I lived this shit. You know, life basically put me in my political I- ideals right now. You know, I, 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 it wasn't shaped from some class. And for, and for some, you can already tell that. You can tell who's advocating for it just for, you know, just for the, the, the trend of it all. And then there's people who are advocating it because they need this shit like yesterday. And we this particular progressive movement isn't going anywhere if it thinks it's going to snark its way to its actual angry base and win because we've seen what the right's done with this you know they try to you know stick their nose up to 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 their populist side of 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 the aisle and their their side made them fucking eat their words. They put a fucking loon in the goddamn White House, which is more or less why you see so much dedication to his base, is because this is like their guy. This is the th- this guy is the mold of our of our whole movement on this side of the aisle. And that's why they try to compare him so much to Bernie. And some people didn't really like that comparison, but it was rather fair considering um, the sides, uh, at least of the political spectrum, that they're representing. They're downtrodden, establishment feared, 
and 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 definitely speaking to an anger that's legitimate out there that 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 the media and the current just public uh, political establishment just try to ignore and just down try it's like oh it's actually not real oh they're they're angry but they're actually just really conspiracy theorists so that's the only reason why they're angry because they're you know and and it's just so so dismissive too you know they they really do just look at you like just dirt people so it serves the left anyone who claims to be left no good if you want to partake in that snarky you know elitist behavior you typically see like Ryan Grimm and, and Anna Kasparian doing this shit right now you know because because some people aren't necessarily happy with the resolution that came about through this eviction scenario i see him doing that and that also too by the way had <clears throat> had just recently ended um where it turned out that the Biden administration pretty much did have it all in their control that they could do something about this. Um, so, yeah, that took place. I guess they had did. I guess uh, what is it? Extended something. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't really read much into this particular part because uh, I didn't really plan on talking about it. Um, but it, it was later on resolved, but not to the point where it really fixes everything. It kind of pushes uh shit just for another 90 days or so um and just like that you saw people not even showing up to the protest anymore um no one was on the the, on the steps of the of uh capitol hill or congress whatever anymore so that ended up just going away but again uh, there has to be a tougher side of the left that is embraced and doesn't always seem so drown, downtrodden all the time. And again, that anger is key, man. That anger can really help out. And they want to just they, they, and they, they try to use it against us so much so that we end up just just hating them almost more than the Republicans do, or at least than we do Republicans. And then they just act so confused. I don't get it. Like, I mean, like, I mean, they're just they have so much vitriol for the squad, but nothing to say about Republicans because they don't expect anything out of Republicans. You twat. What do you th- like? Come on, man. Like, I, I honestly hate that these people can even say these type of talking points out loud as if like it's not trash. Like, I, I like I couldn't just fucking tear down that whole fucking response if he was actually being communicated to someone in lifetime but they're not they're talking to you know you know they're just talking online without any type of pushback on it so you know that's uh that's it's one of the main things i feel like that needs to be done uh with the left for them to ever gain any type of significant power and uh, on top of that, you also have to show that you're not willing to fuck with this party. That That's probably, I, I know that's the third point, but probably the most unsurprising point of all is to show that you're not willing to fuck with this party anymore. You know, can't keep floating the idea in the buildup while we're actively participating in supporting one of the candidates. And then when that moment comes... And or at least is 
you know, where we're starting all over again, you can start getting confused as to why people won't start supporting this or why are people so angry and yelling at the squad about... It's because we've been here before. We've had this same fucking discussion. And you seem to have... Just seem to be forgetting about all of this. You seem to happen to forgot about all of what happened last year on how... You know, the whole Biden team was literally pushing people to vote in the middle of a pandemic just so they could top off Bernie. And people had had died in result of that, that push from Simone Sanders. You know, if that was your family member, you probably have a little bit more anger, some some more fight in you uh, and some more resolve. But no, these people, they're not even in your class interests anymore. So it's not surprising to expect them not to really care about your, your class scenarios anymore. But it truly tells you the difference between the two fractions of the party. Uh, the establishment will risk your life, your, your own life, to get its own votes. Uh, the 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 progressive left here, or, or whatever, uh, hanging on left members of, of the progressive portion of the party, uh, they will literally do whatever it takes to still uphold that damn party structure. For what reason, and what rewards it gets out of it, I'll never know. You can continue all the fucking backdoor deals scenarios all you fucking want until we actually see it play out and we can actually judge it on our own then you can't say nothing and i'll probably end it on that point uh, just in terms of the uh political scenario there um i feel like we have this conversation pretty often so um again this is usually around the times i'll probably start branching out the discussion a little bit further to other things because it's a bit enraging after a while to continue to see capitulation after capitulation after capitulation um you know the heart can only take so much and 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 then to speak on a personal note um the news of late is uh that messi Lionel messi uh argentinian goat pretty much um, I still think Pele, honestly, is the, the best of all time. But uh, I put Messi probably just right under him. Uh, it's been announced through Barcelona's president that uh, because of some new rules and regulations through um, the La Liga Federation, uh, they're not going to be able to continue Messi's contract. And uh, he's now no longer a Barcelona player. Um, that's was a major shock to me and a lot of other Barcelona fans after it's been pretty much on the buildup that he was going to be renewing. Actually, he we were, I guess, the last uh, reports really before up before it came up to this point was that he was um, heading into town to make the announcement of his renewal, and um, it was also reported today that he was actually pretty shocked about the overall um, result in him not renewing the Barcelona basically just saying that they their hands are tied because of the scenario here which they did mention 
uh, I believe, like some wage bill issue uh, that was taking place. And I think they needed to have uh, Griezmann's wages, weekly wages negotiated down um, or just overall selling him. I honestly didn't even think there was much even discussion even about that as it was to just selling him. Um, it confirmed that they weren't going to be able to sell him. I'm not sure, and it doesn't seem like they were able to get a, uh, a negotiation with his wages to, to go down. It seems like everybody's been taking a price cut since the pandemic. They like a lot of the athletes know that. Um, I don't see why Griezmann would have a problem with it, so I'm, I'm really not sure uh, the scenario in, in, in that part. But it's just really uh, of a weird feeling right now even with this whole messy thing because it just doesn't feel real <laughs> doesn't seem like it's like it still feels like there's maybe something else to drop because Messi himself really hasn't said anything um normally if you know with an announcement like this there would be you know some type of social media post um, a lengthy one of course considering his entire career has been at Barcelona um, about leaving so um, even as of right now it's uh, let's see what time is it now uh, one thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, as of right now no discussion or post about anything from Messi so I'm still thinking that there could be something else on the horizon I it but it's seeming like it could be a possibility that Messi has played his last game as a Barcelona player. Um, now, when, just when it comes to just on-the-pitch situations with him, um, or at least just his overall gameplay, um, it has been going down. Let's be honest. His uh, his his uh, activity rate on the field, he's uh, does spend quite some time walking on the pitch and will kind of just burst into activity when he's really needed. Um, and that has, in a few games, become a detriment for us. Um, and not having, like, it basically it's, at times, we're, like, almost defending uh, with one player or less. Uh, the other thing is that he hasn't been as uh, protective with the ball as he normally has been in years past. Uh, tends to give away the ball quite a lot. Um, and has really kind of taken a step back into more of a midfielding role. He doesn't necessarily really take on players too much really anymore. Uh, so he seems to kind of reduce to a midfield position, which even still can pick out some really great passes that create loads of opportunities, find great balls over the top. The Jordi Alba has always been like a patent ball that he has. Um but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely not even the Messi of three years ago. Um, so it his his dip in performance has definitely been evident. Um, so it's not like, at least just in terms of just watching him, you, you couldn't necessarily see, can say that you didn't see this coming. Um, but still does feel a bit weird to just happen just so abruptly. Um. Yeah, just something. Just really difficult for for a lot of Barcelona fans. But 
I'm not necessarily too sad just in the fact that we we did need to start the process of moving on with Messi. Uh, for years, there's always been the talk of Messi dependent, um, which I always, again, just thought was a myth, really, just because, you know, when you play with the greatest player on earth, um, you're going to, of course, have or at least be used to some form of that game changer playing a part. They're still a fairly decent team. At least have been decent teams and versions of Barcelona while Messi was not on the field. Um, and I would almost include this version coming up. I mean, we have some good young talent uh, in, in the attacking uh, in, yeah, in the attacking area. Uh, I've got Ansu Fati. Um, who's at least now finally recovering and training with the ball again. And uh, Griezmann, who is linking up pretty well with uh, Memphis Depay, who uh, him himself has been uh, a pretty refreshing uh, type of presence, really, in the in the front. They have a, 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 a straight-up and direct number nine. Um, Aguero, of course. I'm sure he's a bit heartbroken at the moment, considering that he came here really for Messi, um, but still offers a lot, even even if it's just this year um, and, and the next. I'm not really expecting too much out of him, at least beyond that point, um, but at least to serve as a good placeholder for ultimately getting Holland. I still feel like Holland would be a good sign for us. Uh, I know everyone else really wants him, but... Um, I feel like he would be uh, be a lot more effective at Barcelona. And now I have a pretty heavy bias, but so what? All right, I know that was a – wow, I can, I can end up going when it comes to football too. So yeah, you can probably start introducing a little bit of that too. I wish I might get, get a friend or so to talk about it on the pod. Anyway, folks, I think that'll be it for now. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I uh, know it was a little bit unorganized. We're really talking about all sorts of things, really. Um, but it's great that you even listen up to this point. Again, share if you're really digging it. Um, until next week, peace out. <laughs> I'm pressing Ooh, niggas is right. Try to get yourself Rich white money might low. Won't be those kids up the top. Being them back like bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't cut cut it, go way back. Nigga don't like me to say that. 20 years older than me, back. That nigga flexing on air. I think that you need to get. 20 on that rig. I think that you need to get. I'm for that bitch, I'm a kid. I'm a little bit with myself.